0: Quit a job, ever redefined yourself, but then one ever started something one big or failed. Quit. Here's a call in show helping people sort out their lives, reevaluate their options, kick their crummy jobs, corporate stooge jobs, to the curb, and start something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. It's time to quit. It's Friday, July 5th, 2013. This is our 30th episode. 30 of these things have happened. I'm going to say thanks very much to our sponsor at Squarespace. We'll tell you more about them as the show continues. We also want to mention the bandwidth for this entire month of July has been provided by Cashfly, the fastest, most reliable CDN in the business. They deliver all of our content here. So if it's fast, your downloads work? It's because of them. Cashfly, C A C H E F L Y dot com. I don't know, you heard about it right here on Five by Five. It's a weird day today, Patty. It's very weird. 'Cause it's a We're the
1: only people We're the only living people office. left.
0: You know how you see one of those movies and, and I I will direct you to like I
1: am legend
0: I'm legend or or perhaps a vanilla sky.
1: Vanilla Sky, maybe No, other people live during that.
0: No, remember that one scene in the beginning of oh, when he, where in he the where he goes out and he's by yeah. himself in all of New York and he's like running, the dream and running. He had. All they want to do is get uh, Tom Cruise running. Because That's once you get that guy wants. running, it's all anyone wants, any sane person would want to see Tom Cruise running. This is a live call-in show. I doubt we're going to get many calls. No, on a normal day right now, I'm looking at the Ansible and I've got three callers, two of which are humans. <laughs> and normally by now, I've got eight to 10. This,
1: this is what happens sh- when it's July 5th.
0: So this is in here in the United States of America. It, we, have, uh, we have something called the Independence Day. I was told uh, by Merlin man. 415
2: cocaine. Not
0: to call it the 4th of July that angers him. Right. So instead uh, we're calling it the Independence Day on on the 4th (laughs) and today is the 5th so here's the kind of thing and you know what I'm thinking that we could we could talk about that topic uh, Hattie that we were talking about in our morning meeting about showing up for job interviews and things like that. Oh yes. That's a good topic.
1: This is a really good topic.
0: We'll do calls for sure. Yeah, but if you think about that, last night a lot of people were out. They were out late. They were watching the fireworks. Fireworks, I think traditionally Hattie start at Hattie's. My producer and account manager here at Five Hattie Cook, and I think that uh, most fireworks begin at nine thirty.
1: Well, and you know you have to. It's dark. You have to counter when the when the sun actually goes down. Right. And here it's about about eight thirty. It's getting dark. Eight forty five. Sun is sun is down. So I would say nine is when they started. Yes, I I would agree.
0: Nine o'clock, 9.30 is actually what I'm thinking. They start at 9.30, they go for a half hour, 45 minutes. Then they wrap up and people leave. But parties, if you're going to a 4th of July party, which the young folks like to do, those things are going to start after the fireworks, I would think. Maybe they don't begin till 10. Maybe people don't even show up to the party until 11. You know, if it's like a house party and they're not home until 2.15. It's just the way it works.
1: Uh, That's a long, it's a long night.
0: Long night to be standing around, you know, smoking, drinking, waiting for the time when you can actually leave without seeming like a jerk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just just standing here. I'm just killing time. Is it okay to leave now? Right. I don't know.
0: And then you look at the clock and you're not home. You don't walk back home into your house or your apartment until 2.15
1: and then you're like, oh my gosh, I can't today go to work is Wednesday.
0: Tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's Wednesday, it's Thursday, I can't go to work Friday. And a lot of places will give you the day off on Friday. But we're in media, we're in entertainment, we don't get Fridays off.
1: See, we have to be here so people,
0: they, have to enter- they don't, they don't the people.
1: have, the di- they have the day off, and they're like, well, what do you want to do with your day off? Well, I want to be entertained. Right. Well, that's why we're here.
0: Right. You don't hear <laughs> Matt Lauer saying, well, I really don't want to be at that, uh,
1: that Macy's, that day, Macy's parade. day parade.
0: Like, I don't want to work that day. Well, they're going to work on Macy's Day. And,
1: and they actually get to be at the parade. They get cool. to be at the
0: parade. And that's how we are here. We are here to entertain the and people. we're at the
1: parade.
0: And we're, this is our parade. <laughs> I sent you a video. I was in a parade yesterday.
1: Yeah, you sent me the video uh, of... I sent you a video, video of... Of,
0: um, of that. No, that was me. I don't know why the you... The clip
1: from Ferris Bueller's Day No, off. that yeah. was me. Mm-hmm.
0: That was actually me. Did you think that was a video or something?
1: It seemed... Like it? It was very highly produced. It was just a handheld, camera. It seemed almost back in time in a way.
0: You're saying I haven't updated my my uh, wardrobe enough? Is that what you're? Yeah, implied? the leopard
1: vest was a bit dated, but you know it's okay.
0: We'll put this into the show notes. This is, oh, the, great, there's an advertisement. Let's listen to the advertisement.
2: And now toothpaste. we can say they're our sponsor. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to let it finish. <laughs> yeah, I wish, you know, I would pay money, good money on YouTube to not have you to do it.
3: Ferris is do.
0: This is what my parade that I was in yesterday was very much like. This will be in the show notes. If you haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, this would be something you could.
1: I would recommend God, actually taking it. off work to go and watch that if you have never seen Ferris Bueller's It's interesting because
0: very Ferris Bueller's Day Off was a very influential movie for me. And I think it's inspired a lot of things on Quit, whether or not I have realized quite how much. And maybe that would be an upcoming movie that we should do, that we should talk about. Uh, anyway, back to the show. Some people don't have to work today. So we were talking about what percentage of the United States uh, employees are are at work today. People in the media, people in customer service, you know, people who are uh, in retail, shopping, all of that stuff. They're all working. Oh, it yeah. seems to me like the white collar people, the corporate stooges definitely have the day off. You, d- you here's, a, here's a way to check. Right. If you have July 5th off and you have very little or nothing to do, you are a corporate stooge. <laughs> I would agree with that. If you took the day off for yourself because you were out really, really late last night partying, if you have a family trip happening right now, like if you had to, you know, suddenly drive to Missouri, then you're probably, um, you're probably, I would say it's 50-50 that you're a stooge. Yeah. So it's just a way to check in with yourself. And, you know, I'm, I, I, I think that, uh. It's uh, July 5th is a weird thing because you never know what day that's going to fall on. Maybe a lot of the time I think that's the best is when July 4th is a Saturday and then the fifth. No,
1: July. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's the best. Because
0: then you don't, you don't get in. I don't have to give you time off. (laughs) True. And then you, the day after you don't have to have time off. But for an employer, it's tough because you get, you get into a situation where, you know, there's momentum, just like in a football game, you start building momentum and you want to carry that. And then a holiday falls in the middle of the week, especially when it's, it's like a holiday. A
1: Wednesday, Well, it's that's Thursday, a tough yeah.
0: Thursday. But see, and then like every time we're talking to one of our sponsors or something like that, they're like, oh, this is a really light week. Only half the people are here. Okay. People are, what's the secret to your success? We'll show up and work on holidays. That's a good start. That holiday. That's an extra day for you to work. If you're running your own business. If you're trying to start something, if you're trying to make something happen, don't sleep in on the fourth of July or the fifth of July and work.
1: Right, like save your Go save work. your off days for the holidays that you know you can't miss, like Christmas or an anniversary. Like,
0: what's wrong with Kwanzaa? Why would you pick Christmas out of all that?
1: Don't I just randomly? It's Weird chose that them. you would
0: pick the. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, honey.
1: People don't you're always get person. that.
0: They don't always understand that we're kidding. It's all right. I don't care. But you're right. Pick the holiday you can't miss. Because that holiday,
1: like it's 4th of July like That's the one you're going to take the day off. You're gonna...
0: What do you do on the 4th of July? It's like,
1: you know what? You know what to me it's also bit. like this New Year's. This is the thing I
0: just don't and you know what? I know somebody personally who has what I would say a fairly successful business. Okay? And and I feel like they're coasting, that they, they've they got something awesome that's going on. They've started something awesome. They're doing it mm-hmm. and they're coasting. And they, they... they
1: Right, like kick it into high drive. Like, come on. If you've had success... If this is how good you're doing... Okay, here's when the When you're just kind of... Let's bruh. say
0: that you decided that you wanted to have... You want to make $100,000 of revenue in your first year. And you've booked that already... And you're only in starting quarter three. You know what that means? That doesn't mean. Hey, guess what? We've done enough business. We can coast the rest of the year. It means why can't I make two hundred thousand dollars? Right, like if I'm already
1: doing a hundred now, then maybe I should.
0: Wow, the first the first you know two and a half three quarters. I booked what was my goal for the year. Oh, time to sit back. No, it's not time to sit back. Step it up. What that means is you underestimated your potential. It means that you don't have any idea what you really could be doing. And yet, you know what people do is they coast. I was having conversation with a friend of mine on 4th of July because guess what I do on the 4th of July? I go and I do things with with friends and with other people. And you know what? I make sure to have business conversations in there. Why? Be, not because I uh, have no soul. It's because I'm passionate about the stuff that I do and I don't ever stop thinking about it.
1: Always be closing.
0: A- B, C, C,
3: and I'm here on a mission of mercy.
0: I'm serious. Think about this stuff. If you're if you're out there and you're passionate about what you're doing, you don't stop thinking about it. And it's and you don't feel like you need a break from it because it doesn't feel like work. If you're, let's, let's say you're a photographer. How do you, you're an, I would say you're an amateur photographer. Your parents are professional photographers. We have a wonderful show right here on five by five called on taking pictures, five by five TV slash OTP hosted by uh, a couple great photographers, Bill Wadman, one of those good friend of mine. When he, whenever he's walking around, he's thinking about, Oh, that'd make a nice shot. I know you probably think about that too. Oh, look at the lighting over there. That would be a cool thing to take a photograph of. Oh, that's a neat thing. You're just thinking about it and it's interesting to you. Maybe you think, I wonder what lens I would use. I wonder, you know, because it's interesting. If if what you're doing in your job is not interesting, then that's going to suck for you eight to 10 hours a day, five days a week, isn't it? And if you're thinking about starting a business and you're not invigorated and challenged, I'm not saying it's not going to be hard. I'm not saying that there's not going to be long days. I'm not saying you're not going to need a vacation from it because many people need a vacation from whatever the thing is that they're doing. I generally don't, but many people do. That's, you know, listen, Donald Trump, people hate him. I'm not one of those people. And he said something really interesting uh, in one of his books, I think his first book, which I will find and put into the show notes. Because even though uh, it's outdated, there's a couple really good lessons. It's called Trump, the art of the deal. It's seven bucks will be in the show notes. Show notes are at five by 5tv dot slash quit slash 30. One of the bits of advice that he gives in there that you can take away from uh, from the book is if you're passionate about it and you love doing it, it doesn't feel like working. If it feels like working, maybe that's not what you should be doing. That doesn't mean it won't, like I'm saying, it doesn't mean it won't be hard, but it means that you can be doing this thing and you will be invigorated by it. You will not be drained by it overall. I'm talking about making generalizations, I'm not talking about, you, you know, you might have that proposal and you'll be working really late and you'll be like, God, I'm glad to get out of there. That's fine. But there are people. And I think Donald Trump is a good example of that, who never feel that way about it, for whom writing that proposal is invigorating. But you have to find the thing that's the most invigorating for you to do. You have to find that thing that you can turn from a hobby or an interest or a passion or a pursuit into something that you're going to do full time. It won't feel like work. Whenever I hear somebody say, oh, man, gosh, I just really need a break from this. I am just worn out. I just need a break. You know, it's a tough racket. That's the way that I feel about it. It's not, if you, if you don't, if you don't feel energized by that thing, most of the time, then you're doing the wrong thing. That's the way that people know. Whenever I talk to people, whether it's on this show or in person, or just in a conversation or in an email, when somebody comes in and they say, man, I just need that break. I got to get out of here. I got to get, I got to get a break. I'm like, And it's their own business? It's their own thing that they're doing? Why? There's always something to do, Hattie. There's always something to do here. Eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, there's always something to do. And you know what? I'm going to think of something else to do. Why don't we have push notifications working for uh, alpha.app.net? Why? Well, because I haven't finished coding. Well, I could do that. Will that make us any extra money? Well, I don't know. Probably not directly but we sure do have fans on Alpha that would love to get their notifications there instead of on Twitter. Why don't I do that? That's one tiny little example of a million things that I could be doing right now. That's one example of something that I think people would appreciate. Why haven't I done it? Well, I don't, you know, I got to write the unit test and whatever. Fine. I can make a million excuses as to why I haven't done it. But generally the reason why I haven't done it is because there are other things that maybe your revenue generation focus. And that's the problem you get into when you are passionate about something and you can figure out how to make money with it. You really want to get to that point where everything you do is focused on building that business. Should I be writing that code? No. Should I hire someone to do it? Yes. And then you got to start delegating like that. Then you've got to have trust. Which brings us full circle back to that topic I wanted to talk to you about in the beginning, Hattie, which is What happens if somebody asks you to come into work on July 5th and you were, you maybe weren't expecting that? You go in, right? Yeah. I mean, you would go in. Yeah. You knew when you took this job that we would have days like this and you don't care.
1: Well, you know. You don't care. It's like, that's, that's my job. Mm -hmm. So, we're We're
0: in the entertainment (laughs) industry. (laughs) I just... so, for example, you warned I was, me, I was uh, that we
1: would have odd holidays. I don't care.
0: <laughs> I remember, you know, th- there's, a, there's a situation where one time I needed to do a job interview, but I could only get one day off of work, and the job interview was in a different city across the country. So I woke up at 4 a.m. that morning, I made my 6:30 a.m. flight. I went to the job interview, I got a tour of the facility, I went back to the airport, I flew back home. And then I went to work the next day and sure was tired the next day. You know what? I did it. And if you're going on a job interview and somebody asks you to come in at a certain time, I'm going to be there for that time. Oh, you need me to be there at eight in the morning and it's inconvenient? I'll see you at eight. Second bit of advice that Trump offers in this Art of the Deal book. And you know what? Maybe you don't have to read it. Read it anyway. It's a good book. But there's a lot of crap to get through and it's outdated. It's from like you know, the, the 80s. It doesn't not, – not all of it makes sense anymore. Is it think really big? And that seems like an obvious thing. But I feel like people miss this all the time. I feel like people are always missing an opportunity to think really big. This gets into the whole lifestyle business, which I was talking to one of my friends about. He has a company that he could potentially take big, I think. It's a proven industry that he could he, – he is already in, and he's making a little bit of money in this, in this proven industry, and he could probably be making a lot of money if he devoted himself to it full time, I think. And I know somebody else in this industry who was dominating for a long time, dominating, and continues to do great stuff, but they have missed the opportunity to really go to another level. They've missed it by not making partnerships. They've missed it by not bringing in and expanding what it is that they do. And they've missed it because they started coasting. And most of us know exactly, if you're in a corporate stooge job now, your job is probably mostly coasting. How much real work do you do? How much real work do you do, um, When, when you're in that corporate stooge job, are you working three or four hours a day out of the whole eight hour day, nine hour day? Really think about it. Think about how you would do that job if it was your business and you were the only person there and the things that you were assigned to do, you were the only person to do them. And if you didn't do them, the business would fail. The business would fail. Who else is going to do them? Nobody. You are. I guarantee you, if you have a corporate student's job, you don't walk into work feeling that in the morning. This business will fail if I don't do that. No. There are very few people in the corporate world who have a job where if they don't do that one other thing today, the business might fail. But when you're running your own business and you're showing up every single day, and you're the person who's responsible for it, you're the person who's making it work. you're the person who's making it happen. If you don't send that proposal, you don't get that you don't get that sale. If you don't update the blog, people don't know about that new thing you just did. If you don't tweet, people don't communicate with you and nothing happens and you're coasting you can't coast like that anyway this this person that I know that has this uh company they They feel like, you know what, I can just take a vacation. I didn't take any kind of real vacation. I don't think, Hattie, I don't think I've really had one. I got sick and almost died when I almost died. Do you remember when I almost died? Uh, I don't think of that as a vacation because I was mostly dead that whole time. But I have not taken any time off. As, as confounding this is, is to people who know me and people who would love to love for me to take time off, there are things that I need to do. And I feel like I like those things that I'm, that I'm doing. I don't sit here in my business that I've built and think about, man, I really wish I was doing these other things. I'm not saying you won't naturally feel that way as part of you know doing something over and over and over again. And taking breaks is healthy for most people. Taking breaks is something most people need to do and want to do. And it, it is nice to go and spend some time outside and do these other things. But guess what? Uh, that's what weekends are for, and you can probably fit that in during the week too. You can probably exercise during the week too. I'm saying you got to have some kind of a balance. But I just don't understand why somebody who's starting something would need to be taking a vacation every month. It doesn't make sense to me. It's ponderous. It's called coasting. And I don't believe in coasting because coasting is how you get left behind. Coasting is how you lose your weight. Coasting is how you lose your focus. That's what happened to Honda. Honda had the number one vehicle in the United States for a long time. And then they, they coasted a little bit and Toyota was right there when they, when they had their misstep and they pulled forward. And guess what? The Camry took over where the Acura had left off. What are you going to do about that? Not let that happen to you. And it's one thing to coast in your corporate stooge shop. Nobody's going to notice. I mean, and if they start to notice, you just pick it up again. That's what most people do. But if you are running your own thing, running your own business, and you have 5 minutes extra in the day, that's 5 minutes you can put toward building that new thing or making that next thing happen or doing that one last call. You're going to one more meeting. And people who say that they haven't made a business work are not trying. They're not trying hard enough. Then that's awful. Isn't that the worst thing to hear? But when I look back over all of the things that I failed at, if I had tried harder, I could have made those things work, I think. But if you're not trying, if you try all of the time and it fails, if you're really, really, really trying and it fails, or doesn't live up to whatever level of moderate success you were hoping for, as Jason Calacanis says, then it really wasn't the right idea or it wasn't the right time for the idea or you made mistakes in the execution. Those are fine. Those are fine reasons to have something not pan out. But if it's because you didn't spend every single waking moment trying to make it successful, then it's your fault. Then you didn't put in the time. You didn't try hard enough. I'm not talking about finding a job. We've talked a couple episodes back on finding a job. And I say, here's how much time you should spend when you're trying to find a job to get a job you can try really, really hard and the job just might not be there or it just might not be the right fit. But if you're not doing job interviews every single day and you're not on the job boards and you're not talking to every single person and you're not tweeting and Facebooking and doing every single thing that you can do for all of your available waking time to find a job, then you're not trying hard enough. You can definitely live in a place where there are no jobs. You can definitely go on interviews and say, man, I can't do that job that they're wanting me to do, or, you know, they don't like you or there's a better candidate. You can't control that. But you sure can control how much time you spend trying to find that job. Otherwise, you're coasting and people coast all the time and they just don't know it. They don't even realize that they are coasting until they sit down and think about it. And this is what you can do. Sit down and think about it and say to yourself, how much of what I do during the day is absolutely essential? How much could I strip away? How much of what I do could I give to somebody else to do and pay them a little bit of money? Well, not a little bit, that sounds bad. Pay them some of the money that I make and if i can turn around and do that something some something different that might make more money so let's say that you find once you start your business let's just, i'll just arbitrarily say you are a web designer and you're fairly good at web design and you find that you're really good at representing your company and and talking to customers and managing clients and getting new leads then that means For that business to be successful, and I'm talking about as a business, it means you hire someone to help you with the web design, that thing that you love, the reason why you got into business, and you're now going to do less of that thing. This is what happens, Larry. You're going to be doing less of that thing in order to build up a business. And people say, well, I didn't get into business to do less of the thing that I wanted to do to get into business for. I'm a web designer and I like doing that. And I just wanted to do that for myself. I wanted to do that on my own. I wanted to get a variety of different clients because I love the web design of it. That's fine. You'll never grow that business. And in five years or 10 years, you'll be doing exactly the same thing. And you'll look back and say, what have I been doing for 10 years? Oh, well, I did do those really amazing designs and I won those awards and got to collaborate with some really cool people and customers. And then tomorrow you'll have to go back to doing the exact same thing you've been doing all along because you never built a business, you built a practice that's very, very different. If you want to build a business, it means you're going to do less over time of that thing that you like that you wanted to go into business for. If that doesn't appeal to you, find a job. But there's, there's a trick that comes further down at the end of this. And that is, as you start to build that business, so you hire that person to help you do the web design. And you hire somebody who's going to handle managing, uh, you know, the projects and things like that. Because what you found you're really good at is in addition to that web design, it's it's doing those things to run the business. But eventually, as that business picks up momentum and you start getting bigger and better, you can put people in those roles that you found you were good at and they'll be even better than you. And then you can get back to doing that thing that you do love doing again, but now you can pick and choose from those projects and pick and choose the best ones. What, Hattie, what is the wild gesturing you're doing?
1: Really bizarre sounds coming from outside of this room and I have no idea what it is. I sounds think they're like pipe, doing some pi- pipe work. People are just banging on pipes. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Every time you look up with a concerned look on your face, I get... I can't
1: tell if you can hear them or not.
0: Oh, I hear them. Oh. But I, I'm concerned that I'm... When I see you do that, I feel like
1: like, I accidentally like, set something on
0: fire. Like, maybe the thing that I heard isn't what you're hearing, and you're hearing some other thing that's even worse than that thing, but I can hear that thing. And that like, may, maybe somebody has is out there in the office, uninvited, <sighs> stealing stuff, but that I'm just hearing happening. the pipe work. See, these are things business owners worry about.
1: I'd go out there with a big I old do, stick and I'd beat, him, I'd beat him out.
0: I do hear a strange sound that sounds like I someone wish is I knew banging what it was. on the pipes.
1: Would you like for me to try and find out or no?
0: Do you have squirrels?
1: I have squirrels living in my apartment, yes. All right,
0: we'll talk about that on okay. Monday's Frequency. Okay. If you want to find out what Hattie's, what's going on in Hattie's apartment and why she has squirrels in her apartment. In your apartment? Physically in your apartment?
1: No, in the walls. In the, Are in you the sure walls? they're not rats? I'm gonna believe that they're not rad.
0: Can you record the sounds? I'll try. Okay. Because that, that would be something we could play. I know. Play. They would like that. So this is what we call cross-promotion. x frequency is a show that Hattie and I do. It's a fun show. Let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Squarespace, the all in one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and you will use the code stooge Seven. S T O O G E Seven. Stooge 7 S-T-O-O-G-E 7 STOOGE7, S-T-O-O-G-E7, STOOGE7. These guys, they're always updating this platform. This is, these are the kinds of guys I'm talking about. They, 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 they don't rest because they're energized by the thing that they're doing. Everything, when you want to go in there and design your website, everything that you do is drag and drop. You can use drag and drop to add content from your desktop. You can even rearrange elements of content within a page by dragging and dropping. We have 24-7 support based out of New York. They're design-focused. All of their templates are clean, You can, they they get out of the way for you. They're responsive. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to sit there and worry, is this going to look good on Android? Is this going to look good on iOS 7? It always does. You can tie this into all the other stuff you use, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Google, GitHub, Dropbox, you name it. You don't have to worry about scaling. You don't have to worry about security. It's all built in. You want to sell something? They've got something called Squarespace Commerce built right in. Add a new page to your site. Oh, that's a product. I want to start taking orders connected to your Stripe account and you're selling t-shirts, you're selling mugs, you're selling whatever you can think of. Go check them out, squarespace.com. 10% off. That's going to make it eight bucks a month. Stooge seven. Please do go check them out make them proud that they uh, host this little show. So now we got calls. So let's, uh, I'll take some of these calls. Who's been on hold the longest? Somebody's been on hold. Oh, now see, I know area code two one five. I grew up in area code two one five, Philadelphia. Hi, Dan. How are you?
3: I'm pretty good. This is uh, Angel.
0: Oh, thanks for calling. Philly, yeah, Philadelphia. Are you still there, or you just keep you're just holding on to your area code?
3: No, no, I'm still here. I still live here.
0: How's that? How's that going?
3: It's going well. This is, uh, it, it it's moving on up area.
0: I hear that center city isn't what it used to be back in the a- 70s, 80s when I was there.
3: No, it's uh, actually really, really swank these days. Swank. Um, like, would you, would you feel safe?
0: Would you feel safe walking around in center city at 1 AM on a Tuesday? Yes. See, that's a big difference.
3: Huge difference. Yeah. I grew up in Philly too. So what part? Uh, 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 well, I actually grew up uh, on the outskirts of the ghetto, the top of the Broad Street line.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. Mali.
3: Um, yeah, and uh, went to Central High School. So yeah, I'm, I'm a long time Philly person. And it's changed a lot. For the and are
0: you? Are, were you the one that was trying to decide if you wanted to watch the documentary about the Philadelphia Eagles or to call in the show? Was that you? Somebody tweeted me that. <laughs> no, not. I was gonna say it's kind of no, a no-brainer. No, no. I mean, you can tape the Eagles show. Are you an Eagles exactly. fan?
3: No. Uh, unfortunately, I, no. I'm I'm not into the uh, sports, the sports ball.
0: Not not Phillies
3: either. Uh, n- no, you know, it, but the Flyers. Uh, I'm kind of a nerd, and and
0: uh, See, Okay, hold man, on, hold on, hold on, on really hold on.
3: You said <laughs> you said your
0: name. You said your name is Angel. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, I can. Okay, Angel. So, uh, why do people think? that you can't be a nerd or a geek and also love sports.
3: No. Okay. So you didn't let me, no, I'm just, let me just ask you. That. I'm just, very, I'm, pre- I'm very, I'm very, I don't know why people think that. Yeah. I, I do know a lot of nerds that that love sports and specifically baseball, right? Because of, of the statistics and, and right. the long, see, season. I like baseball. Sort of I, I like
0: baseball less than the NFL. I'm terrible <laughs> with it. I know people who can, Oh, RBI, whatever. Like I know, I know if a guy's a good hitter, you know, and that's about it. Right. Anyway, continue. What's uh? Why don't you watch the uh, NFL?
3: I just you know never really had an interest as a young guy. I was an artist uh, when I was younger, and uh, it's more the artists who aren't into the sports ball, not so much the nerds.
0: You know, I I think that makes some sense.
3: All
0: right. So so what what are you you calling about from Philadelphia on the fifth of July? What are you doing up there? What's what's wrong with you?
3: Uh, Actually, nothing's wrong with me. I have a lot right. I'm in the category of people you don't worry about. Oh, good. Uh, What I I have in front of me, though, are two uh, sort of different choices in in my career. I have two offers outstanding. Okay. I wanted to get uh, your guys' take on this. And one, I'll describe the one first. Um, It's it's essentially... um, it's uh, noble purpose, right? Mm-hmm. For less money, and I could get into the specific later. And the other one is more money, which would, uh, you know, <clears throat> be better for my family because mm-hmm. I'm a sole breadwinner and I got two kids. And uh, there's the future earning potential of the second one is, is so much higher. It's it's not even funny. Okay,
0: you know, I mean, people don't and, people don't know who you are. They know that some guy named Angel in Philadelphia. So give me. Give me a if you don't want to give actual numbers, give me a percentage of it. Are we saying first job is a hundred grand, second job could be four hundred grand? Or are we what are we talking about? Are we talking? No, to, you no, know, no, give me an idea. A, we're,
3: we're talking. We're talking about uh, about fifteen uh, percent more as a starting salary. But a start so what, and, and long
0: term, will... you think you could get more uh, long-term. At least
3: 50 to, it'll, it'll start to separate a lot. So yeah, okay. the first offer is from the children's hospital, which is a great, great place to work at. Yeah. the second offer is from, you know, the most famous cloud computing uh, company out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're both sort of very on the edge uh, technologies that, that I'd be work on, uh, working on the cutting edge. And, you know, they both pay well. This one pays a lot more, Mm -hmm. but the the thing that's wrong with it would be, um, the travel associated with it. Mm. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's not that bad. Excuse me. I got a frog in my throat.
0: It's all right. Take a drink. So here's (laughs) Uh, how much, okay. The, the, for, for many years, especially the first, you Mm -hmm. know, three or four years of, of my kid's life, I did very little, almost no traveling. And now I'm doing quite a bit more and, you know, I'm, I'm super lucky cause the stuff that I get to travel and do is all like super geek, cool stuff that I love and, and people who I admire and, and want to meet go to, go to these things.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's really, you know, it's, it's. It's not like getting sent to go help build a data center in, you know, Wisconsin or something like that. Like it's, it's, you know, it's fun stuff, but those trips that you got to go and spend where you're like, you're there and you're working hard and your family's wondering when you're going to get back. And if you know that that's built into the job, you definitely got to think about that. If you don't like that kind of thing. A lot of people like travel because they get to see new places and cities and they're, you know, they're challenged by whatever that project is or, you know, and, and in a way, work travel for a lot of people is a kind of vacation because they're out of their regular world. They're out of their regular day-to-day thing. So, I mean, if if it works with your family and your situation, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But um, how much travel do you think you're talking about?
3: We're talking, you know, uh, 35% travel. Okay. Right, so it's, it's not, you know, 50, 80, anything like that. And right. a lot of it would be day trips because, you know, I'm in the Northeast. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, you'd get in a car and you'd drive out somewhere, maybe stay a night, and you'd be out in, you know, New York or, or Boston or Jersey or something.
3: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's not... I leave th- after the kids are in bed, come back.
0: Right. So, like, yeah, so, like, you could you could leave on a Wednesday night and you're back, you know, Friday night dinner. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't think that's bad. I mean, if you think about being gone in longer blocks of time, that's what can be really hard on the other, the other
3: parent. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I definitely have been talking uh, with my wife about this cause you know, we're partners and she thinks it's doable. Um, she, she, she started of letting me decide, uh, the future of, of what I do. Um, you know, she's just supporting me, mm-hmm. uh, whatever I decide. Cause in and, either situation
0: uh, though, you're going to be making mm-hmm. more money than you're making
3: now, right? Yeah, and it's a comfortable living. It's enough to raise my kids on. But, you know, you see these things in the paper about where do kids end up is so uh, tied to where your parents were these days. You know, I come from a pretty humble background. Mm -hmm. And I think I might be the last of the generation that does that, Mm -hmm. at least in America, or or that's what I believe. You know, it's going to be a lot harder to move up the chain if things keep going the way they're going.
0: So would you say of of the two... Of the two jobs, one of them pays better, and you've only really talked about the one that pays better so far. They haven't really talked yeah, about uh, the, uh, the first can,
3: can, So the first one, um, okay. So Which, by the way, is very is very telling. Leaning.
0: It's very telling to me that you would only talk about the second one. So I, I
3: keep going. Well, it, it's easier to talk about. So the first one, I have to give a lot of backstory to. And, and in fact, I'm leaning towards the first one. So I work in this field, and as soon as I say this, everybody who, who listens to this from Philadelphia will know who I am, if they don't already. <clears throat> so and I'm there's a lot with, of people uh, in Philadelphia. Do you,
0: do you know that many people in Philadelphia? Do you know that many that everybody in, in Philly will know you?
3: Uh, people that would listen, the intersect of people that listen to 5 by 5 and, and okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to change your name? Probably. Bleep it? Nah. All right, good. Nah, don't worry about it. Um, it's fine. It, people know I'm looking for a job, so it's not a big deal, in, including my boss. Um, it, because I work at university, I've been here for a long time, and, and I owe that to them to transition out, uh, you know, well. So I work in this field as high And the project that I'm looking for at CHOP is specifically to cure kids' cancers and find new treatment to cure kids' cancer, pediatric cancers. and. Okay. and Noble cause. You couldn't ask for a more noble cause. So, and the other thing is that I walk to work, because I live in Philadelphia. I live 15 minutes away, Mm -hmm. walking. So, um, there is no travel except for going to conferences, scientific conferences, you know, doing doing things like site visits of other universities. That would be something like 10%. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And you're leaning toward it, anyway, even though happy, it doesn't make. Amazing.
3: All
4: right, so
0: here, here's yeah, the way it breaks down to me. Let me just lay this out to you, and then we can we can solve your problem right here. Sure. First job, noble cause. You'd feel good about what you were doing every day. You'd be proud to be part of it, and uh, and then a second job. Sounds like a good job. You're going to be making a crap ton of money, and you're going to be traveling a bit.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and the second job is, is noble as, as well, you know, the, the, the helping businesses and state and, and education facilities go to cloud computing, the future of computing, helping them solve their problems. It's also a noble cause. It's just for a lot more people and a lot more varied. Mm-hmm.
0: What will you do if you make more money? Well, how would that change your life? If you, make, if you take the more um, money, John?
3: I think that I'd be able to have uh, more savings. Essentially, it'll all go towards the kids.
0: Do you think you'd really save the money, Angel?
3: Uh, You know, I've done the math, and uh, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, just uh, for college or whatever they wanted to do later and and put more money away. Our, Our savings have been flat for the last few years simply because my wife stays at home, takes care of the kids. So you're motivated to save, you're that.
0: motivated to save the money.
3: Yeah. Cause
0: a lot of people, as soon as they start making more money, they very, very quickly find a way to spend it. I'm no, not saying you mean, do that. I'm just not. saying that that that's a trap. Some people will fall into. They think that, Oh <laughs> no, yeah man, we, I can't wait till I make, till I make a hundred grand a year. We'll, we'll save 20 grand a year. And they make a hundred grand and they're like, man, if I only made 120 grand a year, I'd be able to save 20 grand a year. And that's a trap. I'm not saying you'll fall into that. Do you know you won't fall into that? Okay.
3: How? Yeah. Okay. Because we, we do that now. We, we, we're we good at savings. We don't have any credit card debt. Uh, we don't have any student loans. And, you know, we just pay our mortgage and, and uh, we don't even have a car payment at the moment. So see, I'm not worried about incur a car payment, right? So. Yeah.
0: Okay. So your question then is, which of these two jobs should you take? You say you're leaning to the first one. Why?
3: Yeah, hey, because it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a very, very noble cause, and I still get to walk to work.
0: I love the idea of walking to work. That is a big, big deal. People will always underestimate how important a commute time is. I'm, I'm a little sad because it might mean you listen to the show less, but for me, and I just I think this is a really good point, the kinds of things, how you feel about your job and what you do and how you get there, those little things. If you're excited to go to work and you feel like what you're doing matters, even if you're just convincing yourself that it matters or even if it just matters to you, if you believe that, that's the most important thing because you're going to wind up staying there longer. You're going to wind up enjoying the time that you spend there. And I'm not going to tell you to like take less money but I will just point out that feeling good about what you're doing is worth, in my experience, more than money. Liking what you're doing and feeling like you're making a difference, even if it's a small one, is much more important than than making money, as long as you're making enough money. You know what I'm saying? I'm, there are people who will go mm-hmm. and they'll work and they'll do incredibly difficult jobs that are incredibly challenging, making no money. For example, teaching. My mom yep. was a teacher her entire career. Never made any good money, but probably helped a few kids along the way. And that is one of the things that makes elite. They should be paid the most in our society. Of course they're not. People should grow up, man, I I hope I could be a teacher one day. But, th- you know, that's not the way it works here. So I, I applaud you for wanting to do something noble. And I, I, if you're asking me my opinion, I would do I, – if I, if I were you, I would do the first one. And I think you'll be really happy about it. It's a tough decision, yeah, that, that's though. It's, that's it's the way I'm leaning. All right. So listen, I got to let you go. I got to take another couple calls here. But uh, good luck to you. And I would love oh, it if you. you could call me back in a little while. And uh, and and tell me what happens to you.
3: Sure, thanks, Dan.
0: All right, thanks for calling. Goodbye. Okay, Two one five lives in Philly. First person, Hattie, I've ever met, who's from Philly, and isn't either or one of the Eagles, Eagles are- Phillies, uh, Flyers. You know what I'm saying? Like the, Like you, you, you almost always you're one of them.
1: Everyone's There's almost, very uh, lively. It's in your in blood the, there in the sports world.
0: It's in your blood. You know. You know. I knew kids that had no idea what was going on in a football game until there was a touchdown, and then they would go. They'd lose. It. They'd talk about it all day. Hey, you're on. You're on the air. Who's this? This
4: is uh, Brad Shoemaker.
0: Okay, Brad, you've been threatening to call all day long.
4: Yeah, something like
0: that. That you said you called today or yet, actually this was on the 4th, you said it was your personal independence day. You have left your job and you're ready to start something new. What's uh, your story? What's going on with you?
4: Well, first off, I'd like to say that uh, Marvin Harrison was a uh, former, er, uh, you know, from Philadelphia, former Indianapolis Colts. So I do like the sports. Nice. And, uh, Philadelphia is a good sports town. But, you know, here's
0: um, the thing. First of all, <laughs> I you can't, you can't fault somebody for playing for the, for the, for the Colts. Um, you know what I'm saying? In the, in the era of uh, that he was there. And, and by the way, he's my age. He's probably about 40 years old. I remember, uh, I remember him, you know, this is, this is the kind of thing. Anyway, listen, we don't need to get people don't care about the NFL. But I just want I to. I just want to say, I wish McNabb. You know what? I hated McNabb the last year that he was there. The two years he was there. But boy, do we need him right now. Boy, do should we have kept him? Because Harrison played with him back when they were at uh, Syracuse. Anyway, I'm getting. This is not what people tune into here. How are you?
4: I'm doing great.
0: Tell me about why um, you quit and what you're doing.
4: My- well, for 17 years, I've been in uh, the media field, so I worked holidays. I worked every day, pretty much. Um, I've done everything from, uh, from being on air to producing behind the scenes. For the last eight years, I was at two different companies, and I was working as their web director nice. for uh, two radio stations in town. And the corporation, you know, the corporate America, uh, being a corporate stooge, it, the job's just kind of collapsing in on each other. Radio's not what it once was. Mm-hmm. and I just didn't have a passion for it anymore.
0: Radio is, so is legitimately, as Merlin would say, it is a tough racket.
4: It is. It's a fun racket. I mean, the job that I had, I wouldn't trade for the world. I loved it. Concerts, the meeting people, the hanging out at events. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it. But all things do have to come to an end eventually. You have to move on and grow. So two weeks ago, I uh, put in my resignation and didn't realize it at the time, but I wasn't thinking ahead. I just uh, put July 4th as my last day. Nice. And it was two weeks out. Mm -hmm. And realized a little bit later that it became my personal independence day. So what are you doing? What
0: what are you doing now?
4: Uh, Actually, I uh, found... um, through a couple of, uh, different of my contacts. Uh, there was a big company that needed some freelance consulting work. And so I went ahead and talked with them. I took a couple of, uh, dentist visits, as you would say, mm-hmm. and uh, went over and talked to them and sure enough, things just seemed like a natural fit. And so I signed my first big client and, uh, the next day I walked in and that was that.
0: So, uh, do you have, uh, Brad, do you have a uh, like a family to support? Do you have a high mortgage? Do you have debt?
4: Uh, no, I'm 35 years old. I do have a, um, a lovely girlfriend that has two kids, and we live together. So I do have you know some financial obligations, mm-hmm. but nothing's 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 out of control. I have enough saved up. I mean, not a lot saved up, but enough saved up that when I saw what the money was going to be with the first client. I'd been thinking it was time to go for the past couple of years anyway. Uh, I'd actually been fired from the first radio job I was at. I was in that building for 12 years and just due to downsizing, they let me go. So it was kind of one of those things where I knew it was time to go.
0: Right. But you see, now you've learned, you've learned that you can't rely on an employer unless you're in the upper echelon and you're in the inner circle. Now you hear that. Do you hear that? Exactly.
1: I'm no. going to go
0: check. Yeah, what is that? I to go find out. That we're having, there's now a, a, a drilling sound. So, but here's the thing. You, you you, you are now at the point where you've realized that companies are not going to, they, they are not beholden to you for any reason. They're going to make a financial decision or if there's a performance issue, they're going to address a performance issue. And they're going to do what's right for them as a company. And if there's a business owner, that business owner is... Every single day evaluating and and should be evaluating and reevaluating his or her employees. Every single day reevaluating all of the things that happen. Money comes in, money goes out. Is this the right balance? And if, if you believe that you have job security and you're not in executive management, you're not a partnership, you're not in every meeting, you're wrong. You are replaceable. The business can exist without you, and it will, if that needs to happen. So you found this out. You quit, and so what are you? What, what's your long term plan? Because I, I'm hoping, here on you know the day after Independence Day, that that you have some kind of plan in place. That it wasn't just oh I can make some money and uh, yeah things are going to work out. That you actually have a plan that's going to take you from step A of I did it to you know step H of I'm happy.
4: Well, uh, when I was let go the first time, it was back in 2010. Uh, I'd worked at that company for, like I said, around 12 years. And that was probably the best thing that happened to me. Um, I started doing freelance work then. I got together with a couple other radio guys who were let go as well from different companies. And we started a podcast. And, of course, that's actually grown. And for the past three years, it's it's a very good side business. I've made quite a bit of money off of that business in itself. So when it came time to find something again, I mean, I wasn't really looking. A couple of my former employees now work with another company. They called me in. And against my better judgment, I said, you know what? It would be fun to get back into radio. So I went in and then spent the next two years wishing I hadn't. Mm -hmm. And so when I got the opportunity, that's when I took it. And my long-term goals are pretty much, I've got client one. It's It's a big client. It's a nice chunk of change. But it's time to get client two. It's time to get client three. Right. And it's also time to grow, put more effort into the side venture, the thing that I was having fun with, the hobby. The hobby has kind of become a beast on its own. So it's one of those things that we're going to just keep rolling with it and seeing where we can push it.
0: So I think this is exciting.
4: Today is day one of selling. Today is day one of getting myself out there and signing client two.
0: Now, you just said something really great. If you do this right, Brad... Every day will feel like day one of selling. Every day will feel like or should feel like the feeling that you have that first day when you started your own thing. As soon as that starts to wear off, you're losing the eye of the tiger man, speaking in Philly terms. Exactly. And and you've got to get you've got to get to that point where every single day feels like the first day of starting your own thing. So that you're energized and excited and like, I don't know what I can do next. I want to push myself and see what I can do. And in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, crap, I better do this right. If As soon as you lose those <laughs> values, as soon as you kind of lose that little bit of fear that's like, oh, I really hope I don't screw this up, combined with, man, doors are open. You know, you've got to keep well, your focus on it.
4: When I, when I left job, or when job one let me go, um, like I said, I, I kind of walked out of there not actually feeling upset. I walked out of there knowing that this was the best thing, and the next few months to follow, I, I was uh, rocking it. I, I pretty much was signing clients. I was doing you know great work. My creativity had never been an all-time high, and then I got back into the stooge job for some reason. <laughs> It's safe. It's easy. I knew the racket. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. But it wasn't as fun as it once was. So today it feels just like it did when I was shown the door the first time around. Only this time I got to do it on my own.
0: Right. Call your own shots. That's one of the benefits. You do get to call your own shots. And if you screw up, you know who to blame. Exactly. Well, listen, I want to hear how you're doing. I got to let you go. But uh, I want to hear how you're doing. Do you want to pimp the thing you're doing? Is that you're looking for clients like that or what?
4: Uh, not yet. I don't have everything ready just yet, but I'll, I'll give an update.
0: All right. I, 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 I don't want to make you feel bad, but isn't that something you could have done before you quit in spare time? Got the site, got everything ready, business cards, website.
4: Uh, yeah, there, there, there was, but I, okay. I did, I did decide to kind of, you know, stay the two weeks and really push and push and push to help get the new bag ready. Um, so I felt like I set them up well, so I don't feel bad there, but now it's time to rock it on my end, so.
0: I like your attitude, man. All right, Brad, good luck to you. Call call me back in a few weeks and let me know what you're doing. Happy uh, Independence Day to you. Okay. All right, bye. Thank you very much. I think we get the show title out of him, Personal yeah, Independence Day. Okay, I'm going to do, out of these calls here, I can do three more. So if you're in area code 513-949 or 952, stay on the line. I'll get to you in a second. Did you hear that construction? What was it?
1: It's terrible. I can't find out what it is. I have no idea.
0: I feel like people just are on the roof just periodically drilling like yeah, drilling like, like they're, they're like just uh, like
1: making the making the ceiling look like Swiss cheese up there just kind yeah. of maybe they think busy. they're going
0: to find oil Joel's in the parking lot area code 513
2: <laughs> hey Dan who's this <laughs>
0: who? you're breaking up on me now
2: this is Kyle from
0: Cincinnati Kyle WKRP, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty great. How are you, Dan?
0: Good. How's your uh, How's your fifth of July going?
2: Fifth of July is pretty great. Um, it's actually my birthday today. So, Happy uh, birthday!
0: What are you cooking up over it. there? What are you doing?
2: Um, I don't know. My uh, wife has some dinner plans. I'm not sure where she's taking me. So,
0: what are you doing? What are you doing with your life?
2: Um. So. I, uh, for the past four years I've been making and selling a product and. At the oh, end of okay. I
0: know, I know um, you, I know you yeah. now, now I know what you're talking yeah. about. Now I know who this, you sent me one of these things.
2: I did. Uh, I think I was back in 2010.
0: Yeah. I, th- I, th- I still have it. It made, made it through the move from Florida to Austin too. This is a cool thing. I'll have, you know <laughs> yeah. what, just cause you're a nice guy. I mean, you know what, I'll let you, I'll, I'll pimp this thing out. I'll even put it in the show notes for you. This thing is called, see, listen. Hattie, this is this is what, what you this is a long term plan. People will hear about this thing. Okay. And then they'll start buying it.
1: Yeah.
0: And then this guy will start making money. And he'll look back and he'll say, How did I get to where I am? And he'll look at his list. He'll say, lots of lots of hard work, check, uh, rebranding, check, you know, innovation check. And then he'll realize all of these things were minimal because. The tipping point didn't really happen until he was on quit on uh, July 5th. And so he'll become a sponsor right when we need him. And uh, everyone will be happy.
1: I think that's beautiful. I think.
0: Scandeck.net. Let me describe what this thing is. First of all, he sent this thing to me in a, and it comes in a box. And you think, okay, this is going to be some kind of apparatus. But then there's just more boxes inside of it until you realize that it's not a bunch of boxes. It's actually the scan is made out of it, it. I guess it's cardboard. Wouldn't you say that? Is that the right term? Am I using the term correctly? That's right. All right. So it's made it's out of card- wall,
4: corrugated cardboard.
0: And this is the kind of thing, like if you ever get really angry at this thing, you could just crunch it up and recycle it and they'll make it into uh, an egg carton or something. I'm not saying people do that. But what you do, it's a stand, and you stand it up, and you you put your iPhone in the top part of it, and you put the paper in the bottom part of it, and you take the picture. Boom. It sets it up at the exact – so you don't need a scanner anymore. It sets it up at as, as the exact right distance away from the piece of paper to get it in perfect focus. You don't need a scanner anymore. You don't need one of those piece of crap all-in-one printers to never work. Am I right? That's right, Dan. All right, Scan. So en- enough talking about your thing, Kyle. I don't know why you're in. Uh, you're, you're, you're this picture. Of you is a little creepy on your site. It's a little. I will uh, artistic uh, I can, for my uh, taste. Help change it if it
2: creeps you out. I will change. Well, it.
0: Well, I just I want to. You know, it's all right. No, because you're very artistic. You're an industrial designer. Fine, you can leave it. Just leave it. But anyway, so you're selling these things, scandec. Dot net, and they're. $17.70. I don't know why you're pricing it at seventeen seventy six, except for the year. The year has significance. I get it. Plus shipping and handling. There's a little store. Go check out Scandic down there. it
4: with Squarespace.
0: Nice. Okay, so what's what's the story? What's your story? You said you rebranded. Aren't I nice to this guy? I am yeah. it must be in a really so nice. good mood to pimp this guy's uh, thing out so much because now everyone's thinking, now I'm going to do it. But he did send me one of these early on in the five-by-five, I do kind of feel like I own, but you know what, Kyle, we're even now.
2: We are certainly. All right. There. No more and, favors uh, yeah, for you. So I've been, uh, uh, well, I Well, what I just wanted to say was, uh, you know, I've been making and selling this for the past four years. And at the end of last year, um, you know, Google alert popped up in my email and, um, I discovered that somebody else had trademarked, um, the term that I had been using. What so, was it? Um, you know, I didn't, uh, it was scanned doc mm-hmm. and, uh, through a strange series of unfortunate events with a uh, previous domain provider that I used, I lost a domain and so somebody bought it up and trademarked it and uh, so I, be, I, I bet you myself. anything you and, didn't um,
0: I bet you anything you didn't use our big sponsor hover did you?
2: Not at that time, but I've got uh, over thirty domains with them now so
0: okay hover.com uh, big a sponsor of ours. Off, but, and 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 listen, I just get to interrupt you and say hover told us that last month. We did not kick as much ass as we usually kick. And that bums me out. So if you guys are listening and thinking about that domain, they're not sponsoring this show, but I'm just mentioning this because I don't want to get in trouble with them. Hover. They, Cause they don't listen to this show. Hover.com slash Dan sent me or the code Dan sent me 10% off. I uh, don't, I don't want them to be unhappy and it's your guy's fault. All right. So you lost it and there's a trademark thing. Scan doc. Now were they sending you a cease and desist? Were they going to sue you?
2: Um, they, uh, they haven't really done much. Um, and I don't even know how much I can get into it, but, uh, you know, I actually contacted, um, one of the guys during their Kickstarter campaign and uh, we came to a verbal agreement where they would both continue to use the wor- uh, the word mark. And then there was, uh, some confusion after that point. Um, cause we didn't come up with a, any sort of written documentation, which I wanted. Right. Um, but, uh, recently they tried to purchase the, uh, the Twitter handle from me, and I was not um, kind of put off by the amount that they offered, and uh, told them I'd sell them all my domains and the Twitter account and change my name, um, you know, for a reasonable offer. Mm-hmm. And uh, they weren't willing to make one and didn't accept the offer I wanted, so uh, I just decided to switch. And um, yeah, I've been—I've been kind of frozen since the end of last year, and I don't really know what it was that made me kind of flip over and get it in gear mode, but. Um, I just did it and I just wanted to to change it and move forward and and make a better product for people.
0: And so you've got this thing out there with the new name and are, is this your full income? Is this what you're doing? Like your full-time thing?
2: No, this is not my
0: full-time thing. Do you think it could be?
2: Uh, I think it could be, or the things that I learned from it could be applied to, um, other things. See, this is what concerns me about
0: This is what concerns me about you, Kyle. Here's what I would have loved to have heard from you just now. Hell yes, I think it could be my main thing, and I'm not going to stop until it is my main thing or until I realize for sure that it's just not going to work. You can't be kind of maybe, unless you just want a little extra cash and, like, you're happy with the extra few hundred bucks it makes you every month.
2: Are you? Uh, No, I mean, I... I I want to make this type of thing my, uh, full time thing. What I mean this type, thing. this type of thing, this type of thing. What real. do you
0: mean? What do you, Kyle, uh, so, Kyle, what do you mean this type of thing? Why not this? Why do this at all? If you don't believe in it?
2: I guess, um, I mean, I, I, I believe in, in my product, but I also, I believe more in, in the process that let me make this product real. And, uh, I, I kind of accidentally made this product, um, you know, for myself and, uh, the people that I make it through Pinoco, they're a great um rapid prototyping service um they kind of help make it real and I want to help other people do the same thing um long term so I mean I guess yes the, the success of this is definitely uh important to what I want to do and I and I I do believe it can be big and it can be successful um but, but I guess I, I see more too
0: okay that's great but here's what I'm here's what I'm saying if you were coming to me as a potential investor, friends and family level investment or something and you're like I'm tr- you know, I'm trying to raise 50 50 grand, 100 grand so that I can focus on this business. You wouldn't tell me, yeah, so this or something like it, uh maybe or what I learned from it. You'd be like this thing can make Five hundred thousand bucks a year, or whatever. You've got to. Be, you've got to believe in it. You can't experiment. You can't just get. You know, just get your foot wet a little bit. You've got to dive in and believe in and put. I like I said, when I was back in that time period after that that stupid job. I'll will t- tell the story another time where I, I quit instead of letting them fire me, and I I was trying to find a job and trying to start my own business at the same time. You can't do both. You have to commit to something. It just, I'm not telling you quit your full-time job that's paying your bills or yours, whatever. But why why don't you believe in this thing more? It's a cool thing.
2: Oh, it, it certainly is. And, and I, guess, um, I, I guess a lot of the things that I see that are bigger are also a part of this. And, um, uh, you know, I see future uses for this kind of a thing. And um, so I, I guess, you know, with the rebrand, it's just the start of my... Kind of goal for the product and the in the line of products that go along with it. So, um,
0: I just want you to get be more excited I mean, about I,
2: it. So I, I'm super excited, and I guess I guess uh, you know I've been I've been wanting to call you for months, and I never wanted to call until I had done something. And um, I, I honestly just you know I relaunched all this stuff yesterday. I felt such a relief, and I I'm not even nervous being on the phone with you here. Like I've you know things that have been up for the last several months just gone away and it feels great and uh, I guess that's not going to make things get sold or make my product big but um, but I am excited and uh, I know this can be big
0: well you have to believe that you have to or else stop doing it find someone to buy this thing from you it's a neat idea and uh, you know find someone who wants to buy it or produce it or can take it to the, to the next level and, and do, or, or else tell me or tell yourself that it's worth doing. I think it's worth doing. You know, that guy, you remember that guy, Kyle, Kyle I, uh... do you remember this dude who, who came out and he, what was it that he did? He had a way to mount a Mac mini and a thing. And I said, go make this into, but what happened to that guy? You know, you, you've got it. You got a, you get a jump when the, uh, iron's hot as they say. You know what I'm saying?
2: No, oh, I I I totally know what you're saying, Dan. And uh I, I guess, you know, if I wasn't really excited about this, I don't think that I would have uh done the released the rebranding or um
0: You know about Victoria's Secret, yeah, right? I, I, you know the story of Victoria's Secret?
2: I don't know the story, no.
0: You don't know the story. It's an interesting story. Victoria's Secret back in the like mid seventies, mid late seventies. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but he, I think he went to like Stanford, right? And whenever he went to go and buy his wife some lingerie, he'd go to a department store and he would look at all the, the, the crap that they sell in department stores. And he was always embarrassed walking around the women's section, looking at lingerie it was weird. And you know, the, this is, this is women were wearing, you know, Fruit of Loom stuff back then. And, you know, and and so he wanted to go. And so what he did, he studied this thing. He's a business guy. Studied this thing for eight years, 10 years, something like that. Then he borrowed like less than a hundred grand, which is, you know, that was a lot more back in the seventies. And their first year of business that he opened this thing up, he made half a million dollars. So they expanded. And the main way that they expanded was through the Victoria's Secret catalog, which I'm sure you're a fan of. And then they grew a little bit. And then, you know what? The way that they were selling stuff is they were selling stuff by focusing on male customers. Victoria's Secret was for men to go and buy stuff for their wives, girlfriends, whoever. So... He sold it and he sold it to the limited, which was, I forget how many million he sold it for. It was probably like four four or five million bucks. Well, a year later, the people who are running the limited go in and they say, you know what? The way we've been selling it to dudes is not working. Guess who we're going to sell it to? We're going to sell stuff to women. And what they did is they switched from selling like kind of like fancy stuff that guys want their girlfriends and wives to wear to like, guess what? We're gonna sell stuff that's still sexy, but for women. It's like what women want for themselves. And we'll still sell this stuff that guys wanna buy too, but like we're gonna sell stuff that will apply to women. And we'll, you know what? We're gonna make it like tasteful, but glamorous. And like, like stuff women would actually buy for themselves, okay. So, all of a sudden, they start opening more stores. So instead of just a couple stores, now they've got hundreds of stores, okay. And now, they, they oh, then they they go into cosmetics and they start adding you know like like makeup and that kind of thing. Okay. Then they keep adding more stores and more stores and more stores. Do you want to guess right now? And I'll, I'll give you a chance to think about this. How much they make in a year?
2: Uh, let's go with fifty billion dollars.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it is um, right now. They have they had posted a record of six point one billion. In revenue. Let me say that again. Victoria's Secret now does six point one billion in revenue. That's for like the company that owns them and owns everything else. Okay. This guy sold this for like four or five million. And because he didn't get what was wrong with his business model. He could, could he have done that? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he wouldn't be where they are now, okay? But what if he'd done a third as well? What if he was doing a paltry hundred million a year? He didn't believe in it. There's a guy from Stanford smarter than me. So you got to believe in that thing that you're doing and you've got to be able to like Donald Trump. said, you've got to be able to think big. So don't underestimate what Scandac could be what you could do for with this because it's exactly like Victoria's Secret in every single possible way. All right. So listen, I want you to go and I want you I to make, it, I want you to make this thing awesome because it could be, I mean people will find out about it and they'll try it out. I have one of these things that works great. All right. Thanks for the call. Call me back and tell me what you do and how you fix this thing. Okay. All right, thanks, Tom, All right, man. Bye. Man, I'm at the point now where I'm past hunger. Hunger was a a memory. We got so much happening. We got Joel Bush coming in to start his first episode of the Capitol today. He's sitting right outside, lurking. He was out and he texted me and said he's in in the parking lot. It's like 95 degrees. So we let him come in. He's in the green room. Did you know we have a green room? I'm going to have to bust through these two calls because I I don't have the heart to hang up on people. Just going to have to do them fast. Lightning round. What's up? Lightning round. What's up?
2: Hey, Dan, this is Blake from The
0: Basement. Hey, how are you? I was
2: on your show a couple months ago. Yeah,
0: I remember you. You're working, working down in The Basement. You're miserable. And what's your status? Give me an update. Yep. I wish I had more time for you, but give me an update.
2: I just wanted to know. I followed your advice, and uh, I got a much pay, higher-paying job and moved out of The Basement.
0: Okay, give us a quick... You were in The Basement, you were miserable, and you were working at uh, a, a company, and you're saying you... you Were you the one that refreshed my mind? Were you the one that quit and you were trying to find the job, or were you just miserable and not sure what to do? And what was my advice? I hope it was good.
2: No, I had not quit. I was working, but it wasn't enough money to pay my bills, which is why I was in the basement. Okay.
0: And were you? You you, wait a minute. You were in the basement, and your whole family was living in the basement. That's right. Yes, I. Now I remember you. All right, you got it. Are you out of the basement? Are you out?
4: I'm out. Oh, great! Good
0: for you. Glad that you're out of there. Good, <laughs> good riddance to that place. I'll tell you what.
4: Yeah, my parents are happy too.
0: No doubt. And <laughs> what are, what are you doing uh, now for uh, for a living? Can you say?
2: Yeah, I don't want to say the company, but I'm still programming, and it pays more than double what I was making.
0: Oh my sure. gosh! Good for you. Did you wind up moving well, cross country? I Did you? Did you? Mind. Did you move across the country?
2: No, not yet. Not yet. Um, maybe in the future. Okay. So is
0: okay. expensive. So. Yeah, it is. Now, and so you took, you're saying you took my advice and I, I you know, Hattie, this may be the first uh, person I've actually helped.
1: I don't know. I feel like you've helped more people.
0: Maybe. Pretty good for no headset. Mic technique and everything there. You got it down. I'm so glad for you. Makes me really happy. First guy, how you know what? 5th of July is turning out to be not so bad. Well, good for you. I I really hope that it continues. And, uh, hopefully this, this job not only will pay you double, but it'll make you uh, twice as happy too.
4: Yeah. So far it's pretty good. And we'll see what the
2: future brings.
0: Yeah, man. Just be careful and start saving some uh, damn money. Trying to. Okay. I mean like don't overspend make do with what you have and, and do your best to save as much as possible because you got the kids you get to get, you you just don't get uh, too excited. You're happy. Stay there, work hard, save money and don't let yourself get in that situation. Again, you're a grown man. You don't want to be in the basement. Nope. Family's (laughs) coming. All right. Well, thanks for the update. Thanks for the call. I wish I had more time to chat with you, but I'm really glad that you did call and, and give me an update. Take care of yourself, man. All right, thank bye. Thank bye. That's such. A, I think he's the first person has ever been helped by any of my shows ever.
1: Oh, but you feel good about that.
0: I think he, so. You agree that he's the first person that that was the test. I was just testing you, and you have that little.
1: No, I'm letting you
0: confidence that yeah. I've ever helped. anyone <laughs> No, that's good. We'll take the last. Time. No. no, you've you've weighed in with your opinion. <laughs> okay, nine five two. Where are you from? Who are you?
4: Hello, Dan. Uh, hey, I'm from Minneapolis.
0: Minneapolis, Saint Paul.
4: Uh, yeah, I think it's one of those, one of those twin cities. Yeah.
0: They call that the think, the, yeah. the twin cities. Do you yeah. know what the population of Minneapolis is?
4: I do not have that committed to memory. It's just
0: over 390,000 people.
4: It's a pretty good size.
0: Now you're, it's you, 100. you lie, uh, your hometown lie or where you are now. You're on the, uh, basically on the banks of, uh, the old miss. Yes. Mississippi the old man, twenty lakes, twenty lakes, where you are, can you name all twenty uh no, okay, I, I they call it the city um, of lakes, did you know that Minneapolis I think I Minneapolis yes. what four symbols are on the Minneapolis
4: flag? uh, there might be a man pushing a plow two uh, stars uh,
0: no, you're incorrect, but I'll leave yeah. that as an exercise okay. to the listener. What okay. are you calling about today
4: um yeah i'm I'm calling because uh i'm I'm worried that you might be worried about me um been listening to uh a quit show and yeah. uh, the show you do with Marilyn. there um recently, I found myself in a situation not too much unlike uh, the story that you've told a couple times about um, leaving a job yeah. or quitting a job um, that wasn't a good fit. Um, a couple weeks ago, a uh, situation happened to me where, well, they you know I didn't quit, um, but the company decided that um, I wasn't a good fit. Um, so now I'm, I'm out of the next steps here, trying to, to figure out uh, what to do next with, with my career, um, And I, uh, yeah, looking at some advice here. Um, I think one of the things I know uh, you and Marlon talked about is kind of the point and arrows, and I feel like there's a couple of those those arrows here, and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out which one would uh, would be the the best one here. There's an opportunity kind of to further some education. There's a really cool project um, that's going on that's starting here um, with some designers I know, um, opening up a school. They call me up schoolhouse, kind of spelled like the uh, Bauhaus there, um, where it's a uh, more self-driven education uh, guided by, you know, the individual students, more of a, a mentorship or working studio. Um, which might be an interesting route. There was not, there's no um, pay for it. It's not really a job. It would be something right sure. to figure out, um, the income as well as learning. Um, you know, and then there's also the, the other side of it, uh, of everything where um, applying for work and applying for for job here um, within the state or uh, looking, you know, elsewhere in America, some other states and other
0: mm. opportunities. Yeah. So it sounds like you've got a uh, lot of options yeah. and uh, having a lot of options, yeah. you know, it's, a, it, it can be both good and bad. I mean, it can be bad in the sense that it's hard to choose, but it's good in that at least you do mm. have things to choose. From, um, how old are you? I'm
4: 27.
0: 27. Do you have a a family or a wife or or a spouse of some kind that you need to support? Nope. You're right on the upper edge of the, I'm taking risks for in my life age group. Um, you're turning that corner of where you, where it, there are more, the fact that you don't have a family and it makes it easier, but you're turning that corner of, are there consequences long, potentially long reaching consequences to taking chances and taking risks? And I, and then, you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in taking risks and doing things that are interesting uh, throughout your career. You have less to lose right now is what I'm saying. Do you have money in the bank?
4: I have some. Yeah. Not a lot though.
0: How many months could you survive with no income? Maybe two months. Okay, that's not enough money. So yeah. what I think, what I think you should do, and this is my opinion, and you you did throw out a lot of options, and to be honest, I I couldn't keep them all straight. But I'll tell you what, it sounds like at least one of those is something that has a little bit of stability with. And you mentioned starting some education. You mentioned working in a startup with your friends. What was the other one?
4: Uh, yeah, just the whole, you know, looking for another company employment.
0: I mean, like, this is going to sound weird, but I think you should just get a job. Mm-hmm. Because if you had said to me, my friends and I have been talking about doing this great startup and I could, there's nothing else I could possibly see myself doing. I am so passionate about this thing. I'm just wondering if it's too much of a risk. Well, that means you're passionate about it and you're wondering if it's too much of a risk. You didn't say that. You, you kind of mentioned that and... Uh, I want to hear passion and belief and confidence in what you're doing and maybe some fear that it won't work out. But you just don't sound thrilled about it. Is that just the way you talk?
4: Uh, Yeah, that might be the way that I... Because I
0: want um, want you to be scared to not do it. I want you to be terrified that if you don't do it, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. And if you don't feel that way, then don't do it. Go get a job and save up some money so that you have six months or 12 months if that's not impossible, but get close to six months money in the bank and then figure out what you want to do. Six months money in the bank in half a year, you can do amazing things as a single person with no family and no worries. You could do something amazing in three months and in six months you could could blow something off the charts. But you got to have that thing that becomes the way for you to feel comfortable doing that. You're going to be comfortable making that jump. Now, if your friends are there saying, hey, come on board, and they're okay that you don't sound like super enthusiastic about it, and you know what I'm saying, and you can go and do that cool thing, then go do it. Mm -hmm. You know? But, but it sounds to me like you need to, to, to have a job, you need to focus on some cool stuff, learn some things in the job, and do that as a side thing or figure out what you want to do next and put some money in the bank. Get money in the bank. I'm not going to – I don't want anybody to go and take some risk with two months' money in the bank because you know what? Then you're going to wind up like the dude that just called in. You're going to be down in the basement somewhere. You're going to have to claw your way out. You're going to have to dig your way out of the basement. You don't ever want to be in the basement. You wind up there. Fine. Get out, get out. That's just not a destination for you. Get a job, save some money. You're 27. Take a year, work really hard for a year, live in a cheap apartment with a roommate, save everything. You know, I know people, their first job out of school who managed to, to really bust their ass and work really hard. And at the end of that year, they have 15 grand saved. Maybe more. Because they're living in an affordable apartment, they're buying Wonder Bread and eating tuna fish and because they want to have a cushion and they don't want to rely on anybody. You know, and they're 21, 22, 23 years old and they have that money in the bank and they don't ever have to think about, well, what am I going to do? They know, hey, if I lose my job, how long can I stretch 15 grand for? Now, of course, people have student loans and stuff like that to pay off. Not everybody's lucky enough to be able to put that much mm-hmm. money away. I get it. But you got to do better in two months. Two months is enough where if All you right. get if you get fired suddenly. That you're you you do not have to immediately like, oh, my God, I, I, I've I got to put my stuff in a box and leave town. Drive home to mom. Two months is mm-hmm. emer- two months is absolute emergency money. Six months. All right. So do that. How often do I tell people not to, not, you know, not to quit and, and to go get a job? Well, you're, you're one this time. All right. Unless you can go to your friends who are starting the thing and say, yeah, I need a guaranteed income. That's going to let me save. I'm sorry. All right. You don't have to listen to me. No, that's,
4: that's no you good. don't like it. Don't no, listen fine, to me. <laughs> um, it's your life. No, it's good. It, it, it's good. It's good to, uh, yeah, here's some other perspectives.
0: Yeah, you know what? And and here's what I'll say to you: Prove me wrong. Call me back in a few weeks or a month or a couple months and say, you know what? I didn't take your advice, and I and, and 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 you made me pissed off. And I did go to work with my friends, and and guess what? Now I'm making great money. I've got a year's money in in you know in the bank now, and I love what I do. Prove me wrong. All right. All right, take care of yourself. Are you going to be all, all right? right? I think you're going to be all right.
4: Yeah.
0: All right, take care. Call me right, back. Let me know what you do in a few weeks. I like that Will guy. Thank I you. like you. I like him. He's nice. That's all we have time for today. Joel's uh, turning over out there. Really? He's gone nuts.
1: <laughs> He's torn apart the whole office.
0: So we've got a new show coming out with Joel Bush. Who's Joel Bush? Joel Bush is one of the first uh, folks I met when I was moving here to Austin. He, this is the guy... I would think he's one of the most connected guys in Austin. I think I would safe. totally agree with that. Knows everybody. Nobody when when you talk about Joel to somebody, nobody says, "Oh my gosh, Joel! I love Joel. He's the most amazing person I ever met." Nor do you ever hear somebody say, "Oh, what a jerk! God, that guy!" Everybody's like, "Of course I know it's Joel. Joel. He's a great guy. I, everyone knows Joel. I love Joel." And Joel's the kind of guy. He's never with the exception of it at his wedding, even his wedding. He's never like the guy at the party who's running around, you know, wearing the chicken suit and, you know, throwing water balloons. He's not that guy. Mm-mm. But he's at every single party. Oh yeah. And and no party Wait, is complete without Joel. It's the party Joel
1: that you there. go to and you're like, oh, I'm really nervous, you know, I don't know if I'm going to know anybody then, there. Then you see and Joel. Then there's Joel.
0: <laughs> he's that kind of guy. He's the guy you need, but you don't know you need him until you don't have them exactly so we got joel out there and he's starting a show bringing on a whole bunch of his uh really great friends and hopefully sharing some of his own experience and and knowledge uh running what is a very successful and, and very very cool business and he'll be oh i don't run it hey i'm joel i don't run it yeah you do dude. don't be modest uh it's going to be a great show listening to what he's learned and, and talking to all the really really great people that he knows it's called capital and it starts today on five 5x5, by five five by five the TV capital in like 15 minutes so it'd be fun show to listen to and i hope you check it out uh you can follow me i'm on twitter i'm dan benjamin on twitter and uh dan on alpha hattie is hattie bird h-a-d-d-i-e bird Thanks again to Squarespace.com. And you know what? I kind of made Hover a sponsor of the show. Why not? Because we're in trouble with them <laughs> if we don't if we don't bump up our uh, I know. domains.
1: Come on, you guys.
0: You're starting something. Maybe, Go maybe, register your domain right now.
1: Maybe everybody bought all the domains that Hover has. Maybe
0: that's it. Maybe they sold They're
1: out. They're just out. They're
0: out of. Out of domains. Hover.com slash Dan sent me or Dan sent me 10% off. Squarespace use the code STOOGE7 and do sign up with them. If you See, these are the tools that people need to start a business. You register your domain name with hover and then you go and you build your site on Squarespace. Done.
1: Yep. Done.
0: So you can get the show notes at 5by5.tv five five slash quit slash 30. You want to sign up for the mystery quit newsletter which I is, is still in the works but in the meantime costs a couple bucks a month and you can support the show and keep us in business by signing up for it now even though the newsletters have not started flowing. Even if the bag does not inflate air is still flowing
1: Continue to breathe out
0: put on yourself first and help others thanks very much for tuning in we will be back next week and I hope you do check out Capital and all the other shows we have for you over at 5 by 5 good week bye